We're learning the first Sicha of Parshas Balak in Chelek Chav Gimel on page 166. The Shir today is being learned, Lili Nishmas, Rabbi Yosef ben Yomin ben Rabbi Menashe Koltman. Machingeret filmol vegendishemis ha-sedris. It was already spoken many times regarding the names of the Sedris. As vibalt in Nemen, zenabashtimt kevaren alpim minig Yisrael. Since these are names that are established according to the custom amongst Yidin. Uminig Yisrael teirihi. And a minig that Yidin have, has the strength of teireh. So these names are not just simply names a, as a frame of reference for the parshas, but it's actually Torah names. So if so, it's difficult to understand when it comes to the name of this week's parsha. The Gemara tells us, do not name your son with a name of someone that's wicked. The name of a rasha should be left to rat. You shouldn't call anything by this name. Isn't it glatic? If so, it's not smoothly understood. How is it established to refer to the name of this week's parasha with the name Bolak? Bolak, not only was he a Rasha, but Chazal tell us that he had a hatred towards Yidin more than all of Yidin's enemies. You can't answer that, well, there's no choice. This is its default name. Because the name has to be according to the first word of the parasha. Because if the point here is that you always take the first word of the parsha to be the name of the parsha. So here you have the first word, which is not Bolak, it's Vayar. So why wasn't that established to be as the name of the parsha? And then you don't have to name a parsha with the name of a Rosha. Additionally, the question here is, the name of a parsha, just like in Lashon Kodesh, any name for that matter, it expresses the content of the whole parsha. Over here, in this parsha, most of the parsha, majority, is regarding the concepts or regarding uh, the nevuas, the prophecies of Bilam. And not only is it regarding the experience that Bilam had between the Eibishter and regarding the, the Nuvuah that he gave to Eden, but also as far as the significance and the content of what the Parsha speaks about is the unique Brachas that Bilam ended up giving Eden. Which are very great blessings. Even more, this includes the final prophecy of Bilam, where he speaks about what will happen to Eden at the end of times, Regarding Mashiach, and especially as the Rambam brings this and explains this at length in the Sefer at the end of the Sefer of the Rambam, that Bilam prophesies regarding the two Mashiachim in Eden, Harisha and Shehu David, the first being David Amalach, and the second being Mashiach Achra, and the Rambam explains exactly how you see it in the Psukim in this week's parasha. So the question is, what connection is there from all these brachas that it says and the prophecies of Bilam to the name of the parsha, which is Balak? 
was a fine God Eden and gewalt sehr schlecht son. He had a tremendous hatred to Eden and was just looking to hurt them. Er hat sich gewöhnt, mehr nicht, wie er sich gesehen ist, weil er hat hereingebracht, Bilamin, Bechalze. He was, in the end, just an, ex an external cause that asked Bilam to come and curse Yidin, and he caused it. Bilam came and ended up benching Yidin. But the brachis is not at all what Balak's intention was. He, was. he wanted the exact opposite. So the name Balak does not seem to reflect the main teichen of what ended up happening in this week's parsha. So seemingly, we can answer the first question regarding the name of the parsha. This, not to mention the name of a rasha, or not to call someone by the name of a rasha, is similar to what we find regarding this, that it's forbidden to mention a name of a vedizara. As it's learned from the passage, Do not mention the name of a vedizara. And the Gemara says, However, when it comes to any of the names of Avedizara that are mentioned in Chumash, in Teire, you're allowed to mention its name. So we could say the same applies here regarding the name of Arasha. As there is, this that it's forbidden to name someone by the name of Arasha is does not include a name of Arasha which is mentioned in the Teire. So therefore, it's allowed to name a parsha with the name Balak. However, this doesn't really adequately answer the question, because the question remains. This only explains how it's not completely prohibited. As by Hashem, If it's a name of a Russia that's mentioned in Teire, so you don't have this Isra that applies. So it came Tam there is no positive re reason, though, to use specifically this name. So, the, if so, the question remains. So, why is this name Balak, the name of a Russia, chosen as the name of the Parsha? This question becomes even stronger later day from the Bali according to the opinion of the Bali Taisvis that we find in Parsha's Beshalach. When Yidin come out of Mitzrayim, the Pasuk says, the Ebesha says, to Moshe Rabbeinu, tell the Yidin that they're going to travel and they're going to camp in front of Baal Tzifayin. Now, Baal Tzifayin is a name of an Avedizara. So the Bali Taisvis asks on this Pasuk, How does the Ebesha tell Moshe Rabbeinu that the Yidin are to camp near the water in front of Baal Tzifayin? The Gemara says, as mentioned before, that it's not, you're not allowed to mention the name of Avedizara. So you're not allowed to tell your friend, I want you to wait for me in this place, which is in front of this and this Avedizara. So that's the question here. How does Hashem say that Eden should be camping in front of Baltzvain? And Taisus answers, As their Iser is Dafke Adam. This Iser only applies to a human being. By the Eivishter, this Iser of mentioning an Avedizara does not apply. That's what it says in the Taisis. Now, according to the Taisis, it's going to come out as follows, because there's a question there. The entire question of this Taisis on the Pasuk here is very difficult to understand, as Achreinu already asked. 
Der Din ist doch, as Hashem Avedezara, because the Teire is Mutalahaske. As mentioned before, a name of Avedezara, which is mentioned in the Teire, is allowed to be said. Even a person is allowed to say the name of an Avedezara as it's mentioned in the Teire. So what is the issue with the fact that the Avedezara is telling Yidin to, to camp in front of Baal Tzfein if this is an Avedezara that's written here in the Pasuk in Teire? Moz, Memechalik, Zayin, Zogin... So in order to understand why Teisvis has a question here, we must make the following distinction and say, As loyti balia Teisvis, is das was mutala haske shema vedizara ksuvi b'teire, is das dafke ben das is astam haskare on atzere chshivis. Teisvis's opinion is, this that the Gemara says, that an avedizara that's written in teire is allowed to be mentioned, is only if it's, it's being mentioned without a specific purpose or without being mentioned in a manner which expresses a certain importance of using this name of Avedizara. So over there you say that Bechlal, you're not allowed to mention the name of Avedizara, even Stam, without any purpose. But if it's a name of Avedizara in the Teire, you are allowed to mention it. If you're mentioning the name of Avedizara for a certain purpose, when you're using it as a mark of a place, and you tell someone, wait me over here at the side of this Avedizara, was their mate is nice by utilizing the place of Avedizara to have a meeting point point for with someone. So then you're giving this Avedizara a certain importance or a certain tangibility that you're giving it a certain attention. Is Aser Afila by Avedizara Haksuv Here, this heter, that if it's written in the Teira, you're allowed to mention this name of Avedizara, does not apply. If you're giving it Mamashas, if you're giving it significance, it doesn't make a difference if it's an Avedizara that's in the Teira or not in the Teira. And that's why Teisvis is asking the question regarding the Abishter using Baltzfein as a significant place where the Eden are going to camp. So now this leads us back here to the name of the Parsha of Balak. If so, the question now regarding the name of the Pasha becomes even stronger. How can you establish the name Balak, the name of a Russia, as a name of a Parsha? Establishing the name of a Parsha with, with the name of Balak is definitely something that's very prominent, very tremendous significance. This takes a name of a Rasha, and it gives it an eternity. Now this becomes the eternal name of this parasha in the Teire. So how can you take a name, even if there's a heter of mentioning a name of a Rasha that's written in the Teire, but over here though, when you're using it in this, in, in this, uh, uh, with this significance, even if it's in the Teire, you can't uh, be mentioning its name. So we'll understand this by first understanding better what is really the meaning of the answer that the Bali Teisus say. This is an Isra that applies only for man, but not for the Ebishter. This Ebishter, as you see here by Baal Fine, does mention the name of Avedizara. The Lachaira is Tamua. This is a very difficult answer to understand. Since the reason why you shouldn't be using Avedizara, the name of Avedizara for anything, is because by doing so, you're giving a certain significance to this Avedizara. 
Why is there any difference in this Isser if it's being mentioned by a human being, a flesh and blood, or by the Eivishter? On the contrary, the words of Hashem that says something has much greater strength than the words of a human being. And as we can learn from what the Medrash says, the words of Hashem are as significant and as powerful as the action, as an action of a human being, or even more so. So why is the Taisva saying that when the Eivishter mentions the name of Vedizara, there the, the Isra does not apply? Why not? At first glance, seeing the answer of Taisva here, it may seem, as Kavanas Baliya Taisva says, that the intention and the point of this answer is, as Lagabe HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Nitshayich Kenisa. When it comes to the Eivishter, so then this Isra is, is not possible, doesn't apply at all. And an example for this, as Taisus himself says, Vidibalia Taisus bringing the dogma from them as a Kaddish Baruch Hu Yeshiv Vidon as Kaloilam Afilim B'Shabes Cholo. Hashem sits and judges everybody in the world, and that's even on a Shabbos. Afalpi Shel Yisrael also, even though for Yidden it's not allowed to have judgment on Shabbos. So you see that the Isurim of the Torah do not apply to the Eibushter. So seemingly, Taisus is saying that the Isser of mentioning a name of a Vedizara, and especially in, a, in such a framework of significance, does not apply to the Ebeshter. It's not at all smooth to accept this pshat for Taisus. Because it says in the Medrash, when it says in the Pasik, Hashem teaches his words to Yidin, his mitzvahs to Yidin. This that Eivishter himself does and, and says, he, he, or, or does that is, he tells Yidin to do and to fulfill and to keep. So the Eivishter certainly keeps the mitzvahs, including here, not to mention the name of Avedizara. So why is there any distinction between HaKadosh Baruch Hu and Abbas Vitam when it comes to this Isra? So we must say that what Taisus is saying here is as the Gabi the Meibishten is nitshayich the Tameiser from Askar Hashem Avidizara. That if we hear when it comes to mentioning the name of an Avidizara, the whole reason for the Iser not to mention does not apply at all. So therefore, the Eibishten can mention the name of Avidizara over there in the parasha regarding Baal Tzafin. So what's the reason for this? Why is the reason of not mentioning of a desire, which gives it significance, not applied to the Eibishter? Kamedas Mazber Zayim, Leitem, Vaz the Yireim, Iz Mazber, Der Tam, Favosal Vidis Kachovim, Aksuv Betayre, Mutter Lahaskir Shema. So going back to what it says in the Gemara, that if it's an Avedizara that's mentioned in the Torah, you may mention its name. So the Yireim, one of the Rishayim explains, what's the reason for this? Why is there any difference between an Avedizara, any Avedizara, or the name of Avedizara that's mentioned in the Pasuk. So he says, Since the Torah mentions this Avedizara, Vadai Nizbatla. Most definitely, this Avedizara was already nullified. So, if it's an Avedizara that's nullified, you can mention its name. So there's no reason why not to mention its name. So here the Rebbe will give us a deeper understanding of what the Yireim is saying. When you learn what the Yireim says superficially, so it's not understood what he means. What's the proof for this? That if the Torah mentions it, then we can be sure that this is an Avedizara that was nullified. 
Who nullified it? What's the guarantee that it was nullified? The question is, furthermore, we find certain Avedizadahs mentioned in the Teireh, and they were not nullified. Which is actually mentioned in the end of this week's Parsha. Nevertheless, it was not nullified, and we find that it's brought up in the later generations. So if so, what does the Yireyim mean when he says that if it's mentioned in the Teireh, so it was definitely nullified? So the Rebbe gives a novel pshat for the words of the Yireyim here. As the pshat in Yireyim is, what the Yireyim means to say is as follows. As Yavidizare vaden is batlo, by dem yid. Was yad yid is the chretzenia mitimikaim zay. Kolt sivuya teireh was the mantir. He doesn't mean to say that Yavidizare that's mentioned in the Teireh has definitely been nullified altogether. But what, what, what the Yireim is saying is that most definitely by this year that's mentioning this Avedizare, the way it's written in the Torah, for him, this Avedizare is definitely bottled. And we're speaking about every single year that is. Every single year which has the will and the only true will to fulfill all mitzvahs of the Torah. So the Rebbe explains, just like we understand the purpose of Teireh itself, mentioning a name or, or anything associated with Avedah Zareh, is doch das Eferoise bringen, as is in an Efes, Vehevel, Veeinbem, Moyel, Umamish. The only reason Teireh speaks about Avedah Zareh is to point out their nothingness and how they have absolutely no benefit and no existence at all. Their falschkeit, their falsehood, und die Tos von die, wissam gedient der Avedah Zareh, and the mistake of those that serve the Avedah Zareh. Expressing how Avidizare did not help those that served it. Alderech, the Pasik that it says, am you have destroyed the nation that serves this Avidizare Kemosh. Other as das was or in other Psukimentaira, where it speaks about the fact that the Yidin that served Avidizare it brought a punishment for them. We detailed to say Parsha Seinu. That's the story in the end of this week's Parsha as Vayitzman Yisrael Abal Poel had gebracht a magaifa of Yidin. When Yidin had a taiva and they served Avidizare of Poel, it brought a plague upon Yidin. The Chayetzivize and other similar psukim that we find throughout Tanakh, which is all about putting down the Avidizare. So, so just like the Torah itself mentions Avedizara in this context, so it comes out as the Askod, as Shem Avedizara B'Tayra, mentioning a name of Avedizara that's in the Torah, bringt heipech u'bitl hachshivis from the Avedizara. When Torah writes about the stories related to Avedizara, it's because it's coming to tell you it, how, how insignificant Avedizara is and to nullify it. On the contrary, Torah is just coming to talk about the falsehood of Avedizara. That's what Avedizara B'Torah really means. It doesn't just simply mean an Avedizara that its name happens to be mentioned in the Torah, but in the context of the way the Torah speaks about the Avedizara. It's insignificant, and even more, it's falsehood. This is, according to the Yireyim, this is what the Gemara means when the Gemara says that a Yid is allowed to mention an Avedizara that's written in the Torah. When a Yid mentions a name of Avedizara that's written in the Torah. And here the Rebbe adds, what this really means is, is das What we're speaking about over here is, not just simply the name of Avedizara, which happens to be mentioned in the Torah, but he's mentioning the name of Avedizara in its context 
the way is brought in Teda, which is Heipe Chachshivis Umamashis from the Ravide Zara, bringing out the opposite of the importance and the significance of the Ravide Zara. So this kind of Avedizara, the Teir itself already clearly expressed that it has no significance at all, is by him, Vaden is Batla. A person speaking about the Avedizara of Teir in the context of Teir, expressing the name of this Avedizara in the same way that Teir speaks about it, so then by this person, he's definitely speaking about this Avedizara in the negative light. So then, therefore, in such a case, as the Yireim then continues and says, For the very same reason that the Teireh mentions it, which is, as he is Ephes, which is just to express its nothingness, we are also allowed to mention this name of Avedizare and Teireh. That's the Pshat in the Heter of the Gemara, that you are allowed to mention a name of Avedizare that's mentioned in the Teireh. And that's what the Yireh means when he says, Vadai Nisbatla, that by this person, he's mentioning it in such a context that definitely is only expressing how the Yavidizara is Nisbatla, that it's insignificant. This is similar and somewhat like the other halacha that the Gemara there says, as Mutter Vavidizara. One may make a mockery out of Avedizara. Usually Litsanis is something negative, but of Avedizara, you can make Litsanis a mockery out of Avedizara. Val Yaskar Hashem Avedizara and them even mentioning the name of Avedizara in this kind of way, is just expressing the opposite of the significance of Avedizara. On the contrary, the point here is to embarrass the Avedizara. So that's the Pshat in this Heter of the Gemara. So based on this, we can come back and understand what's the pshat and what the Balitaisvis say that there's a difference between a human being mentioning the name of Avedizara and when the Abishra himself in Taita mentions the name of Avedizara. And that the Isser does not apply to the Abishra because the whole reason of the Isser does not apply. With this we understand also what the Balitaisvis say. As the Isser Haskara Shem Avedizara is Dafkila Adam. This is of mentioning the name of Avedizara is only for man, not for the Ebishter. So the reason is because when a person mentions the name of Avedizara, he has a, a purpose, or a will at least, to mention this name. And especially if it's in a context using the name of Avedizara with a certain significance, for a certain purpose, like telling someone, wait for me over here in this place near the Avedizara. Is that the mit machshiv, the Avedizara? So therefore by a human being, usually by default, mentioning the name of Avedizara is expressing a certain significance. But by the Abishter, there's no room at all for such kind mistake that there is an entity of Avedizara. Vadarab, on the contrary, that Teichim from them was their Abishter, Elikim Emes, Zaktem Shem Avedizara. What is the whole content of this that the Abishter, which is true, the truth, is saying the name of Avedizara, or that a state in Titus Emes, or that the name of Avedizara is mentioned in the Teichim, which is Emes? The Midgulfe Verte Avedizara in his battle. With this itself, the Teichim, which is truth. And the expression of the Abishra, which is the absolute truth. When Taita itself speaks about this, this is the ultimate nullification of the Vedizara. The Gilead, it's the words of Taita, which is expressing and, and, and revealing the truth. 
is mevatel v'shoylol afilak esolkedaita from the shekha from the Avedizara. So therefore, the name of the Avedizara being mentioned in Teire, in the context of Teire, which is the truth, is automatically completely negating any thought that there's any significance to Avedizara. We can now say that this is actually the reason why the Abishra chooses in Teire to give this sign for where the Yidin are going to camp, that they're going to camp right in front of this Avedizara of Baltzvain. Yes, we could say that because it's mentioned in the Teire, so therefore this Avedizara is definitely nullified, so it's allowed to be mentioned. But it's definitely not necessarily the best sign to use for where the Yidin are going to camp. It's not the cleanest thing to choose to, to express and tell Yidin where they should be. So why is this chosen? Because with this itself, that the Eibishter is coming and telling Yidin, Yidin are leaving Mitzrayim. And here he's telling Yidin that they should camp beside this Avedizara of Mitzrayim. That itself is revealing the, how Baltzvain is nothing, has no value at all. And therefore, by Teirim mentioning this, that when Yidin come out of Mitzrayim, they camp besides or in front of the Baal Tzfein, this itself nullifies the existence of Avedizara in the world. And the same is also true when it comes to a Yid mentioning a name of Avedizara. When a Yid mentions a name of Avedizara, which is mentioned in the Teire, but in them Eifin Vizi is Ksuvi Beteire. That's the significant point. This is the Rebbe's Chiddush, that Shem Avedizara Ksuvi Beteire means that he mentions it in the way the Teire speaks about it, not Stam that he says the name of Avedizara, which happens to be written in the Teire. But he mentions it in the way it's mentioned in the Teire. That's what Ksuvi Beteire really means. Is it So with this, he's just mentioning and emphasizing not the identity of the Avedizara, but Adarava. He's coming to nullify the Avedizara with this. That's what's expressed when he mentions it in this context. The mid was the Gemara With this, we could also explain the story that the Gemara there brings regarding a certain Amaira that mentioned a name of Avedizara. And he was questioned about this. Why is he mentioning a name of Avedizara? He's allowed to mention this name of Avedizara because it's a name that's written in the Torah. But what is the purpose, though, of mentioning a name of Avedizara? Even if it's allowed, if there's no point and there's no purpose, nothing gained by mentioning the name of Avedizara, and then to forever and say, oh, wait, but you're allowed, because it's mentioned in the title. What's the point? But the answer is, as we explained before, that Amayda, the Amayda mentioned there in the Gemara, what's his entire being in the world? Taita, to reveal Taita in the world. So he saw a certain condition in the world, to use the expression the Gemara says, he saw a breach that demanded to nullify the existence of Avedizara. So therefore, is this not a heter, mutter haskir? So there, in that place, in that situation, it's not only that one is allowed to mention the name of Avedizara and Teire, not as his farana tayeles with there is a benefit and the need to mention here the name of a desire, sein der Mann in die Avedizare, wie sie is, 
is wie der Askara von Teire. So him, this Tare, mentioning the name of Vedizare, is just like it's being mentioned in Teire, which is Bitla Vedizare Kanal. So this nullifies the existence of Vedizare. That's the point of what the story says. So this brings us right back to the name of this week's parasha, Parashas Balak. This is the reason why the name of this week's parsha is Balak, even though we're not supposed to call anyone with the name of a Rosha. Just like the fact that Teire elaborates about the story of Balak. Why? Why is it talking about the events of, with Balak that was a Rosha? It's all just to explain how the Abishter. It, it, it disturbed, got rid of his bad plan, which was to curse Yidin, God forbid, or to be able to hit them. So the fact that the Torah shares the story of a Russia is not a contradiction to this that you have to leave the name of a Russia to Rat. Because on the contrary, mentioning the story of, of Balak, Arasha, in this context, the way the Torah talks about it, is just the embarrassment and the writing of the name of Arasha. That's, so we understand why the Torah shares the story. The same is also true regarding the name of the parasha, Balak. When Yidin nutzen dem Shem Balak, if Yidin are using the name of the parasha as a name of a parasha in Torah, so in what context is the name Balak being mentioned? To glorify who Balak was as a Rasha and what he stood for? No, it's the name of the story in the parasha of Balak, the way Titus speaks about Balak. You're not mentioning the name to remember who Balak was. It's like mentioned before, when you mention a name of Avedizara that's in the Teireh, in the context of the way it's written in Teireh, which is to nullify the Avedizara here as well. The name Balak is a name that right away reminds you of who and what Balak is in the story of Teireh. An even deeper point here is by Balak Efintman, regarding Balak, we find in the story here in the Teireh, as Nitnot is Machshaft not only was his bad intention totally destroyed, as mentioned before, regarding Avedizara and Teireh, which becomes nullified, even more so. Balak, by him coming and hiring Bilam to curse Yidin, this actually ended up bringing an, an added bracha for Yidin. As Yidin soll gebenched werden mit brachas nailas be yeser. And Yidin will bench with the greatest brachas. Was das ist a größere Oivtu von dem, was wird aufgetan durch Bittel Avedizara. This is a much greater accomplishment from nullifying an Avedizara. Bishas bis mevatel Avedizara, when you nullify Avedizara, was die Avedizara atzma is the chakfiri ba'achdusai. Avedizare is denying Hashem's unity. Muzi in ganzen is battle veren. So here you have to completely destroy and get rid of the entity of Avedizare. That's what happens by the bitl of Avedizare. Mashain ke maise balok. But on the other hand, here in the story of Balak, hot zain rishus, zain sinitz yidin, was the father to gedungim bilamin. So his wickedness, his hatred to yidin that led him to hire bilam, if lechona orali gaimet to curse yidin, this ended up bringing assistance and an added bracha to Yidin. Brachis, nailas, be even greater brachis. 
On Das's Oich was Maruft on the Sedre Balak. So when you refer to the Pasha with the name Balak, what is the context? What's the meaning of the name Balak? The context of Balak in Taira is the fact that Balak ends up being transformed, that what he did led to even greater brachas for Yidin. So this leads us back to the connection of the name of the Pasha to also the conclusion of the brachas of Bilam which speaks about the brachas for Mashiach. Yeshleimar, as das was a reine from the Biyurim, was nevuas bilam is from the nevuas and chumish, was red by from Golivig and Achris This is why the nevuah of bilam is one of those prophecies in Teireh that speak in a revealed sense about the, what's going to happen to Klal Yisrael in the end of all days. And the nevuah of Mashiach was brought to the halacha in Rambam Kanal Sefalaf. And the nevuah about Mashiach is even brought to the halacha, as quoted before from the Rambam. One of the main things that will be accomplished when Mashiach comes is, is das was alle that all Goyim, all nations of the world, will be elevated and rectified in an Eifen in such a manner as that instead of using their might to govern and rule over Yidin in a negative way, this itself will be utilized to only be an assistance feed. As the Apostlech says, that kings will, be, will tend to your children and the, the queens will be nurses for them. So therefore, since this is one of the main points of Yemaisa Mashiach, so the Nevuah of Yemaisa Mashiach comes in the Nevuah of Bilam, which expresses the exact same point. That this power that he had, the power of prophecy that Bilam had, and Balak wanted to utilize this to curse him. He was forced to use this kayach itself to bench the Yidin. And the fat is thus a tale from the Sedre Bolok. And therefore, this story about the Nevoa of Lassad Lavai, when this will be fulfilled in its fullest sense, when the Gayan themselves will come to assist Yidin and help Yidin, so this is part of the name of this Parsha, which has the name Bolok, because the whole name of the Parsha expresses this point. The only way you can give a name, Balak, to a parsha in the Torah is because you're utilizing this name in the Torah context, which is the fact that you're nullifying the, the negative of it. In Adarabah, you're expressing the way Torah expresses the story that Balak only added good for you. And we come to the ultimate, the uh, ultimate level of the, the fulfillment of this. As the Pasuk says, Strangers will come and pasture your flock of sheep. And uh, the Goyim will come and be your farmers, and tend to your vine, uh, uh, vineyards. And you, the Eden, will come and call out to the Ebeshter. As Chazal put this, The Moloch of Eden will be done through others. And the Gula Mitzvah Shleimah, the Mashiach Tzedkenu, as will be fulfilled when Mashiach comes, the Korah of Mamish.